I love the fact that you're not actually 100% sure of what we're recording, even though it was your idea, so you, it'll come back to you. You said not 100% sure, more like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the beauty. It was literally your, your idea. But it was so long ago. My ideas, you know, I'm like an idea machine. I just Yes, you are. That's my gift, or one of my gifts. <laughs> What's a curse and a gift? Okay. Oh! My... my. <laughs> You know, my, my dad said we're, we're slacking. We gotta hurry up because he he listens. He's like caught up to all of. He's this. caught up. He listens to these during his workout. So thank you, Dad, for doing that. You're the best. But now when he goes to his workout, he's gonna have to settle for, oh boy, country western music instead of listening to us. So we better hurry up. What's wrong with country the, western? Nothing. All my exes oh, wow. live in Texas. That's for you, Peter. <laughs> I hang my hat in Tennessee. Is that the right tone? I don't know if that's how that... Look, singing is not my gift, sir. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we're going to catch up. Uh, Welcome to the Teaching Gab podcast, episode 14 for Tuesday, 2019, January 1. It's kind of neat to start the new year doing this, where we gab about the gap, the teaching gap. It's where we share teacher problems and parent problems and just people problems, living problems, and do our best to answer those questions and find some solutions. Here in the kitchen, I'm Dave Crumbine. And right next to him, the the non-singing, idea-generating Aisha Crumbine. Today's episode is probably more of a deep dive because I think we're going to enjoy it enough to be Even talking too no much <laughs> she about. will watch watch be like oh i remember this one <laughs> yeah um, just give me a minute and uh so we've got like three types of podcasts if you're new to listening to us we have sort of our normal depth on a few topics um an express cast on one or a few topics where we go quickly but maybe not too quickly and uh, a deep dive on more one sponsors for the show are live school at yliveschool.com Flipboard at about.flipboard.com and anchor.fm at anchor.fm forward slash not backslash start. (laughs) Thank you for sponsoring the show. We'll talk more about them later. Um, And we did not make the new and noteworthy Apple podcast list that we were trying to do. But you know, it's kind of hard to compete with Dr. Phil. And Conan O'Brien when they make a new podcast. You know what? Like they need another platform. <laughs> I'm like, dude, y'all are on TV. Be chill we're, on TV. We're the little people oh. in a big celebrity pond. But Be- you know what? We gave it a shot. And uh, thank you to those who really pushed to help us make that happen with your iTunes reviews, with encouraging other people to listen, from Anna to Crystal to Gaines to Deborah to. Judy from the Block, very cool username, by the way. I'm Judy. still Judy from the Block. Um, Jack. Used and to have a little, now I have a lot. Yahida. <laughs> and who else did we have on uh, the list? Tim. Thank you. And I know we're missing people who have helped try to push the show from my own family and my brother and sister to so many other contacts um, that have tried to be so supportive. And it's it's definitely grown, right? We broke, oh, tell them we broke. We broke a, a thousand. Thousand total plays, which yeah. is cool. I'll take it. Yeah, that feels good to know that we're trying to, I guess it would be like not growing if this was totally a waste of people's time. But it's not too late to do reviews. That's how we reach more people. When prospective listeners see a decent number of views on Apple Podcasts, they 
decide to subscribe and listen. So please keep those coming, encourage them, and congrats to the three winners for emailing in um, to try to earn the oh, Amazon gift cards. We've got three winners. They're going to get their email tomorrow. And to all and everyone, please email in your questions, your thoughts, your comments, because that's what helps us drive future. Otherwise, we're going to just keep making stuff up. <laughs> and, you know, it works, but you never know. It's fun to have user ideas for podcasts. We want to thank Live School at YLiveSchool.com for sponsoring this episode. And we've talked about them before. They've been a sponsor of our show before and very appreciative of the work that they do and, and of course, supporting the Teaching Gab. Teachers, you have so much information thrown at you. I know I needed a solution to be able to keep track, in particular, of the choices that the kids were making. And that was a problem I had. And someone referred Live School to me. I checked them out. It was so obvious that this would have been, that this was a great solution. They, this blows my mind is that the competition for, or I should say, the competition that Live School contends with is paper. Still to this day, 2019, uh, paper is where teachers are writing down the choices kids are making from that image we all have of putting kids' names uh, as teachers on the chalkboard or dry erase board. But that it blows my mind that their competition is paper because there are too many kids and too much we have to deal with in one day to try to keep track of the choices our students are making in live school solves that problem. They also have an entire system of, of banking that you can use and kids can earn points or you can call it money if you want to and then they can buy things like school supplies or whatever they want with that. If you have a small budget, you could work with. But even if you don't do that part, being aware of which kids are really working hard, which ones might be slacking in their responsibility to do their homework or just being uh, patient or raising their hand, not shouting out or staying on task or following the directions, those things you can recognize the kids in particular who are working hard and you don't have to keep track of it all because live school makes that easy. So even if you are not someone that gets to pull the trigger and, and, and turn those things on for your classroom, mentioning live school, that that might be a good place to guinea pig it in your classroom, mentioning it to an administrator. Um, the cost is not high, and they have great customer support, great app on you can use on the phone, the iPad, the computer, and the kids like it because you can post things. I know there are schools that even get pretty fancy with posting on the TV um, how certain classes are doing and who's making great choices. And you can take, use it as little or as much as you want. You can custom it to whatever choices you're trying to track of your students. So thank you, Live School at YLiveSchool.com for sponsoring the show. And thanks for just making a really solid uh, product that makes teachers' lives easier. Okay, background for the background. So background on where we're headed with this is breaking apart the word responsibility and headspace. So those are the two we're going to come back to. That's the background. I was like, those are huge. The, well, know. yeah, it's a deep dive for a oh, reason. Okay. So yeah. the background on the background, that's what I just did. The actual background. Oh, my gosh. Car accident. Paint the picture for them. The one we just had in the garage? Uh, yeah. Well, look, I told you I don't know what this is. Okay. <laughs> Um, 
So maybe right. It was the day my sister was. So we were on the way to my sister's graduation. She is graduating from college. Big moment. Yay. Yay. Denny. Thank you, Lord. Um, (laughs) And we are in in the garage of our building. We're exiting the garage. And we are just about to turn to where the garage door opens so we can go out. And as we make this right turn. Basically second story or second floor down to street level you're turning yeah. 90 degrees yeah so we're about to make the final turn so we can go out on the to the street and as we round the corner a person who is coming into the garage hits us like full head-on hits us um, and not like, oh, she just kind of was like gradually turning. <laughs> she, she was like accelerating through the turn. So it was pretty ridiculous. Um, all that to say, and our children were in the car. They're totally fine. And our, everybody's fine. Our kids are six and eight. And they have never been in a car accident with another vehicle before. Um, and so talking them through that experience and addressing their concerns in that experience, um, I think is what is laying the foundation for this Yeah, I mean, you know, we had every right to be upset and, you know, throwing our adult temper tantrum. I mean, we had a car that, not essentially, you have to like delete the word essentially, the car turned and 100% drove. Accelerated. Into our lane and accelerated while we're braking. We thought, I remember thinking and telling you, that car is not really going to, keep going on the path they're going you know one of those things where you have those thoughts it's that like, go like through slow your motion head like so fast really go ahead is she <laughs> and yeah. just full-on increased gas you know i think yeah. it was probably one of those where i mean garages and parking lots scare me i become hyper vigilant as a driver yeah. um and I, the best we could guess was like the driver she just simply assumed wasn't, like there was no car there yeah. so they're just yeah. assume there's no car and and took that chance. Okay, so that's the context. That's the background. On, on the, on the yeah. car accident and the context for like how we handled this situation with our kids and what it taught us about how we can move differently through, not, I don't say move differently through life because that seems so broad, but by the end of the conversation, you'll understand why it is that broad. So that is the context on the car accident. And then I think the next thing we were kind of providing some context for is headspace. Yeah, and, and if we if we start with the first word, which was responsibility, I always thought it was kind of neat when you when you see where that's derived from. I was like, your response. Yeah, your ab- <laughs> so your ability to respond. to respond, in a sense or or completely, is responsibility. If you break that word mm-hmm. into two parts, I think for the 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 word geeks out there, the word nerds out there, and, and please do email us if we're wrong. I think the uh, response part of responsibility um, might be the ability part is derived from old French and not from Latin, um, which is neat because you always think like everything is derived from Did Latin. Did you seriously look that up? Well, yeah. So moving on. Oh my and gosh. then um, <laughs> the... Uh, I was curious, right? You can like, tell is it the different levels not? of pr- preparedness, right? Like, I'm just going to sit down. We're going to go with the flow, and we're uh-huh. going to talk. And he's got this whole, like, 
I don't even know how many Roman numerals are in this outline document, but he researched the word responsibility. Okay, that is the difference between us. So now the, you know. All right, so responsibility. You got the ability okay, come on, you to gotta, respond, you, right? And then headspace which comes from headspace.com. No, that's not a um, not a sponsor of the show, but... We love them. Love them, and, and, and just we've talked about them in previous episodes, and I think it's, it's certainly changed my life. I, I know it's, it's changed others, and even just um, in, in the idea that we can exercise our bodies, we can get good sleep, we can get good food, not that kind of good food, healthy food... <laughs> Um, as she yawns, and, uh, and, and then we so talks a little about exercising our mind, um, and then that's the idea of, of the like headspace yoga for your brain. Yeah, yoga's a good way of saying it, yeah. Because exercise your brain implies, like, physical, like, stimulus, right? Like, brain exercise. Headspace is more like, um, for your brain. But, I mean, it, I don't want to give the idea that it's, like, this weird thing. No, because I know when I first like heard about the concept of headspace or meditation, I thought, okay, that's bizarre. That's man, weird. Really I'm not going to do that. quiet and focus and... You know, and it... Well, it... it cre- to have this podcast of the teaching gab and not have an episode on the idea of our thoughts and how we approach our thoughts, because you... It seems just wrong. You can't get rid of thoughts. Okay, so let me tie this to teaching and Mm -hmm. and I'm tied to parenting. Everything you do is a a result of how you think or what you think. So it doesn't matter if you're a teacher. It It doesn't doesn't matter matter if you're a a teacher or if you're a parent. If you are a human being, this is true for children. It is true for adults, everybody. The way you behave is a result or an expression of what you believe And and what you think. So when we are saying there's this, you know, if we're saying, you know, headspace and how you pay attention to what you think, we are saying that because we're going to talk a little bit later. We were in this car accident with our kids and the way we behaved as a result of Mm -hmm. that moment, the way we responded as a result of that moment was completely a result of how we believe and how we approach things in our brains. Right, and we didn't always get to that point. We were not always people who responded one way. Like some people freak out all the time when any little thing happens because of some because of the way that they believe, the way that they think. Some of us are super calm because we hold certain beliefs, we hold certain thoughts to be at the center of how we exist. So that is why this matters in teaching, right? Because if you are a teacher, if you hold certain beliefs, the way you show up in class with your kids is going to be reflective of how you think. If you are a parent and you've got kids, the way that your brain, the way that you train your brain to respond to things is going to determine how you react to things. So that is the connection between responsibility, headspace, and what we're talking about today. And Headspace seems so obscure. Like I think if someone doesn't know the app, has never tried it, it's 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 an approach. And I, I hate to say it's a approach because it almost to me seems like it's the approach. I always laughed at a versus the when Jim Trelease was the mm-hmm. um, a wife, the father, the wife. Yeah, yeah. He's like the father of like the concept of reading aloud to yeah. kids. And you wrote yeah. amazing video. We heard him. The name speak. is Jim, Jim Trelease. Trelease. This was twenty years ago. Um, I was thinking about him the other day, and he said, like, what's the difference between A and the? And he goes, gentlemen, 
is there a difference between a girlfriend and, and the, the girlfriend? girlfriend? <laughs> so it's like, yes. in Headspace, I was like, you know, it, it, it's, it, is, is it a approach or is it the approach? Because there are certain things that hit you in your lifetime that I think it's fair to call their, their paradigms, their for sures, they are things that just you have to see you feel like you want to say yes to and you have to say yes to because they're just right they're fundamental truths you know okay, essentialism you... feels like that too like we think about yeah. essentialism as a book it's like essentialism which we've talked about i'm saying it quickly because we've talked about it in previous episodes like we recommend it all the time we've bought it for other people is essentialism like a book or is it the book and like that that's where headspace feels yeah. it's like that yeah. I think we could go on and on about that because that's relative. Like, it is the thing for you, and it might not be the thing for other people. So all that to say, we love Headspace. To, to define it, that just that, that's what I was trying to head down, was like it's, it's where you give space in your head to react with clarity rather than letting your thoughts, your past thoughts or your thoughts about the future dictate how you react, dictate how you respond. So you think, okay... I think you should say that again. We probably could have cut all that previous talking. And what? Oh. (laughs) You probably, I'm going to read it again because that's actually in your notes and it's actually great. So headspace is where you give space in your head to react with clarity rather than letting your thoughts about the past and future dictate what you say or do. And it, it, even just the reflection of this concept is why I wanted to do the episode on it. Because we are not experts. I screw this up all the time. Though being aware of the way to respond, being aware of your thoughts and and how your thoughts dictate how you respond and reply is something that you and I talk about all the time when we see others who don't. And and we mess it up too. Mm But just the act of trying to be aware of when this is happening, of when you're responding, you're upset because of something that happened, or you're upset about something that could happen, or you're worried about something that did happen, or would happen. <laughs> you did this on purpose, didn't no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm just running through. Yeah. No, no, right? Like it, we, we reflect on that on our actions. We, we do reflect it all the time. on it. And the thing that, that I love about this is the main thing we tend to, to, to step back and look at and we talk about it way beyond this episode is how many who don't. Yeah. And, and when, when you don't, even not even aware of what you're doing, even if you kind of feel like you're messing it up, the, the step is just to be aware that you're messing it up, right? Like that, that tunnel vision, I think that, that, that's what I'm trying to get to is like avoiding the tunnel vision because we got in this car accident, and you think, okay, that's the now. So I'm upset now. And that's the error. Because the split second after the cars collided, head to head, and it's done. Like, I mean, the split second after it's done. Then it's done. Then that has become the past. So to throw a fit, to be super upset about something that you literally can do nothing to change is, is, is letting your mind, as, at least as it's described, is you're creating a story and you're living off of that story instead of living now. 
And so what, what, what the heck is that? So what does the now mean? That sounds cute. What, what is that? And that essentially is saying, okay, it's now the past. So your reaction, your response, ultimately the solution is what you can do now. But I'm so upset. I'm so angry that this car crash. I, it, it, there's nothing wrong with being upset. Let's just make that like super clear. But the idea is that before you then go to step, do your next thing, before you respond, before you act, you say to yourself, all right, I need just, just to let the upset go. And it's like your classic line you would tell people. <laughs> so many people thing. call you. Yeah, oh. You would say it's just not that serious. But even if it is serious, some people <laughs> will call you and they'll like be like irate and frustrated. You would always say, you know, your classic line was like, all right. Go take a Go bath. Take a bath. Like, but, but the idea was right. It was like, there's nothing wrong with being annoyed. It's actually a very protective emotion. Mm -hmm. It's a reason it happens is because it's a natural emotion. You will not get rid of your emotions, and you shouldn't try. You will not get rid of your thoughts, and you shouldn't try. But being aware of them, almost as bizarre as it sounds, taking a moment to stop, to stare at them, until they leave. Recognizing, I mean, think of the times when you had a situation where you were upset and you look at that situation now, whether you're anxious or, 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 or depressed or frustrated, and now you look at that same situation. Are you upset about it now? Are you super anxious about it now? And oftentimes the answer is like, no, it was just at that time. Well, what has changed? The thing hasn't changed. What's the only thing that's changed in that situation is your thoughts. And so recognizing the fact that it's really just the story we create. It's the thoughts that we allow to just encompass it all. But sometimes you just have to wait for those thoughts to go and, and, and be proud of yourself. Recognize the fact that you let those thoughts, you stare at the thoughts, you stare at the emotion, and you, you watch it go. And I think that's something that we did in this car accident. I think we immediately started problem solving. We've got a, a document that we save of what to do when you get in a car accident. Um, and uh, we started looking at the list and it tells you when to take the photos and sign your claim. And you need copies of what? Copy, you know, when you could be frantic. It's like, Wait, what do I, oh gosh, what do I do first? Who do I call first? What do, I, do I do the camera first or do I go exchange licenses? Or like, what do I say? What do I not say? We actually just keep a document on our phone, which we will put in the show notes um, of what to do when you get in a car accident. We just started going through it, which was, I think, in many respects, although we are human and we mess up this stuff, you mess it up, I mess it up. In this instance, we, we focused on the now, and I think that's what was so critical. There's a really cool article I read about Steph Curry. I remember this one? I don't remember you telling right? me about and this. Right, and so he, he's, he was, I think he was on a podcast, and he said, uh, he said that the, that we never placed anyone, no one ever went to the moon. Like it was a like made-up like, story yeah, or just yeah. trying to fool people. And this was titled i think emotional intelligence and how to react with emotional intelligence which is really which is directly what we just talked about and nasa of course got wind of this and realized that well you know he plays 
in Houston sometimes when he comes to town to play the Rockets. They had the typical choice to make. You know, they've they've got moon rocks. They've got photos of the moon um, that if you really wanted to dig deep would not be hard to prove that they are not photoshopped. <laughs> um, we've got evidence galore, the stats, and the typical response would have been to point a finger, fish shake, get upset maybe, right, and, and, and blame Steph Curry for claiming something that, that isn't true. And what they did instead was they didn't do a single fish shake at him. And and instead what they did was they said, well, it, we'd love to have you come visit NASA in Houston the next time you're playing the Rockets. And they kind of outlined different things of evidence yeah, you that could they could see. You come see these things. And that that reaction really gave me pause because in this concept of how you respond and, and living in the now versus living in the past or the future. Um, I really wanted a metaphor, which I don't love, but if you can think of a better one, please do email one if you've thought this type of idea through before. I think if you've got a better metaphor of a plate versus a knife. And I thought, okay, well, NASA had the opportunity to take, I mean, they're just, they're flat out right, at least in your opinion, mine, and probably a few billion Scientists. people mm-hmm. across the world and they they had opportunity to take the knife you know you say you stick the knife and twist it in someone to to, mm-hmm. to be really to attack and to be mean and just to kind of let them have it and nasa could have done that i mean they, even if they could have even probably done it in some polite version but still done it and they didn't instead they offered they offered something instead of attacked and they offered like a plate of knowledge they offered a plate of opportunity a plate of learning a choice they offered a choice rather than a finger wag rather than an attack like with with the concept of the knife and so i the only metaphor i could think of was a plate versus a knife and you and i were talking that one night and then you said think of how many times in a week we have that opportunity to be a plate or a knife and in that car crash, we could have been a knife. We had every opportunity, we had every right to be fuming and and then have our kids watch us be mm. fuming, watch our have our kids. And, you know, it's like, yes, we want to be as, as great parents as possible. And, and, and no doubt you see so many kids you're like, yep, that's like apple doesn't far, far, fall, does not fall far from the tree. But even like, even without kids, like that determines the rest of your day too. Yeah. I mean, I was not upset the rest of that day. You were mm-hmm. not upset the rest mm-hmm. of the day and our car just got smashed. And but why, by the time the day was done, we were in a situation or at least let's say 24 hours later, we had a great rental car that we weren't paying for. Yeah. We ended up um, really understanding the process inside and out, just walking through it. We already had a great auto body shop in Houston that we were excited to use and um, or knew that, that would be a good option to use. And then interestingly, like, is that it was enough? It made me step back and realize, okay, her insurance is covering all this. How good is ours? And, <laughs> and I realized like if we were at fault, like it wouldn't have been quite as um, beautiful a picture, which is awesome because then it really woke me up to realizing 
okay, it's time to sit down and, and look at that with you to say, okay, let's, after this dust settles, so it doesn't seem like we're trying to take one over on the insurance company, like, let's, let's look, relook at the insurance and our coverage. And like, if it was, if the situation were to be repeated, would we be all set? You know, one of the things that I'm thinking, like, as you are, as we're playing this back is not only do you have the opportunity, you have a choice, right? Like you have a choice to lash out and to make this moment bigger than a moment, right? Because if we had gotten upset, if we had said, if we had sat in the car and thought we're going to be late to graduation, now we don't have a car and did all the finger pointing at this woman who hit us and made it a big moment, then we would have missed so much opportunity that came as a result of that moment. And some of that opportunity might be, you know, being able to teach our kids, again, why it's important to wear seatbelts, to be able to teach our kids that you can make a mistake and it doesn't make you a bad person. Because our kids wanted to know, like, what, you know, was, was she wrong? Is she going to have to pay for our car? And so we had this opportunity to teach them <laughs> remember, a remember, lesson. Remember our daughter said, and she said, she well, said why would why the other company, well, why would the company have to pay for it? She said, sorry. <laughs> we were like, oh, baby, <laughs> you can say sorry, you spilled the milk, but you still got to clean it up, right? But there, there are so many opportunities in any given day to choose what you do next, right? And that is... It is choosing how you react to things. So when we had this accident, we went into reacting the way that we do. Dave went to his Evernote file and pulled up his list of it's what not, to do. It's not Evernote. Well, it used to be Evernote. <laughs> it, see, his, he's, always, he's always changing his systems. I can't keep up. But he went to his note program yeah. and looked at like what things need to be done. I hopped out and started taking pictures and then almost immediately called for an Uber because I needed to get to graduation. Um, and, and at no point was there any anger. And, and that, I think, comes from that whole, like, you get to choose. You get to choose if you are going to be angry. And let me tell you, anger is harder to let go of than it's not. Because the moment you choose anger, anger likes to stick around, likes to hang out with you. Like, you can't shake anger. It's like your shadow, right? But if you choose to find the opportunity in a moment, even if it's a moment that is like getting your car smashed in, the opportunity might be, oh, we're, we're going to have a rental. Oh, we get to drive a car that we didn't, we've never driven before. Oh, we get to teach our kids about why car safety is important. Oh, we still get to go to graduation. Oh, everybody is healthy. Here are all of these moments where you get to it, choose, a diff- choose, a, choose a path that is brighter than the anger or emotion. It's not, it's not like we knew those positives were going to come out of it. I think those positives came out of it because we chose not to live in the past, where the past is frustration at the fact that our car just got smashed in. I mean, thank goodness our kids were okay. We were given people. I texted out that list of what to do in a car accident that we're going to put in the show notes of this episode. Yeah. We gave it to multiple people. So like now there are like multiple people, in a sense, who are protected if they ever have to deal with a car accident we were happy at the graduation or you were happy at the graduation and the graduation luncheon like it was great everyone was in a good mood there was no we were laughing about it you know we had like pictures and videos and and we didn't make it a big deal but we weren't we didn't walk in and ruin someone else's day because we chose to live in the past versus live now 
I was like, gave a hug to the person who hit us by the all was said and done, like finished talking and asked if you're okay. Um, and uh, it was the first time she had been in an accident. Texted her the next day, said, hey, just making sure you're okay. I know, she was like, And what? she's like, this is bizarre. <laughs> um, but we... Yeah. I think it brings up that point. I'm looking at the next bullet point because I yeah. think it's so accurate. Yeah. I don't remember where the quote was. And we ta- we were just debriefing. Y'all, we have such deep conversations in the kitchen. Like, we're just hanging out and having all kinds of deep conversations. But this time we were saying how, like, the sky is always blue. Like, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you this time since, like, you're always doing a good job making me slow down. I'm going to make you slow down. I was in the airplane, okay. like, a I don't know, decade, 15 years ago or something. Not that that's the last time I was in an airplane. And I remember it was, it was like a super rainy day. I was coming from California and just window, just window just being smashed by rain, like really dark clouds. And I thought, huh, it just occurred to me. And don't laugh at me if you, like, you realize this when you were like six years old. Okay, back off. <laughs> and I was like, wait, like if you just go high enough, because it wasn't nighttime. If you just go high enough, it's like crazy, complete blue sky with full sun. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that through when mm-hmm. it, I'm outside. When it's gray and rainy. And it was the yeah, and it was the first time it had occurred to me that like the blue sky is always there. So that was background for where you were headed. And even in you saying it now, if you go high enough, right? Like if you if you zoom out a little oh, bit, you're, if you you're if being you, all like deep. If you do, if you don't sit in the moment, <laughs> no, but real like. Yeah. That's what it is, right? But you have to you have to make a choice to go higher than where you are, right? I feel like Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high, but that's getting political, whatever. Um, I think it's like this, you have a choice all the time to sit and look at the gray clouds and to be frustrated at the rain and be frustrated at the lightning, be frustrated at the car accident, be frustrated at the kids in your class who are making you crazy, be frustrated with your spouse, be frustrated with your job, or you can choose to go higher and remember that the sky is always blue. It may not be blue from the angle at which you are looking or from which you are looking, but if you change your perspective, if you go a little bit higher, if you choose to look from a different angle, you will be able to see that the sky is always blue. Here's where it clicked for me because... I've heard people share metaphors, not that one before. And I think, okay, that's cute. Like, that's a metaphor about life. One, is it even real? Right? Just because there's a blue sky, how does that have any connection to a human being? And then two, how in the world do you do that? And I want to be, like, clear. Like, the idea of... The idea of... I, like, can't focus. <laughs> I was like, oh. I cannot focus and do that. The uh, the clarity. See now, I can't even know where I was going. Just because you're bothering my stuff. Well, okay, go ahead. I'm not sharing's not always caring. Um, the idea that like there's a blue sky, like it's not just a cute thing. What it's saying in terms of our our thoughts is that you don't actually have to try to be happy. It's already there. You don't have to try to be patient. Patience is already there. It's like, no, it's not. I'm impatient right now. No, you just have to let the impatience go or on your own, everything changes, right? Like the quote, the only constant is change. That deals with your thoughts. That's the exact same thing as your emotions. So it's not, oh, I got to try to be patient. 
Oh, I got to try to be calm. Oh, I got to try to change my perspective to be happy. Now, those things are already there in your head right now. You just simply have to let all the things clouding it, right, back to the sky, because that really does mimic the brain. It's not just a cute metaphor. It, like, really mimics the, the way that we think and, and to watch that go. We live in a world of, of tips and, like, giving money and tips if we're happy with something. The person who helped us on the insurance claim was so helpful. I said, hey, would you mind giving me your manager's email? Don't worry, I'm not upset. I'm just so impressed and, and really appreciative of the fact that you've helped us through this process in a really strong way and from the rental car to explaining everything. Man, she just lit up. She was so happy that we were going to email her manager and um, turned around and did so. And the manager then emailed me back like 45 seconds later after I sent a, a, a thank, just a complimentary email about how helpful this person was. And she said it was a rough day. Both the manager and the, the person who was helping us, it was like a rough day of people complaining and being upset. And the timing couldn't have been better. And like, there's there's no tip. Well, I, I would say some, even if you had given a tip of which you can't give tips to insurance companies, but like a tip would not have done the same thing. But it's what a tip is what a tip symbolizes. It's, it's the tip, yes, in the waitress in the world of like being a waitress or a waiter. But what the tip symbolizes is that I see and appreciate your value. Like I see and appreciate you. And so what you did with her managers, you weren't giving her like a monetary tip, but you were giving her a a like virtual valuable high five, right? It's like I see you, I appreciate you. I'm giving you a a I gotta figure out a cool name for that. But it was five. just it was just yet another positive thing that came out of yeah. all of this. And like, are there, are there always any positive things that come out of negative situations? Obviously, like probably no. But like, you know what? Yeah, we were in a car accident, and we chose we had every right to be a knife, and we chose to be a plate. We chose to offer instead of to 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 to, to finger wag. Can I can I make a, a side an aside here that's not in the notes? <laughs> um, just yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I was having a rough day. I was, I was sure? just. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> Wait, I, 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 I was just a knife. <laughs> I, was, I was just, I was, I was having a rough day. And I was just, I was having a rough day because like in part of my business, like I am doing everything I can think of to kind of, to grow it and move it forward. It is just not working the way I wanted to. And it just, I was upset. This is kind of a PG thirteen podcast, Ooh. and and I I could not get out of the funk I was in, and and I was trying to verbalize it and talk it through with Dave, and I just I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't do it, and finally I sat down at some point and I was like I just have to let that go, mm-hmm. and that was harder said than done. But I, but I literally just said, I have to let that go because it had eaten up my joy all day, mm-hmm. like all day. And just saying out loud, I have to let that go moves me in the right direction. And I'm, and I, and I went to, and I made a concerted effort to like, try to do things that I really loved 
like sit on the couch and watch TV. Like, and I said today, like, that's what I need. Like, I need some us time to help kind of pull me out of this funk. And I'm saying that because sometimes it's not, a, it's not somebody else that's doing something to us that makes us be in a funk. Sometimes it is your own self or your own brain or your own goals or your own ambition or your own drive that, that is fighting you. And you have to decide, okay, do I stay in this cloud that is my mind or do I decide to let that go? So I want to be clear that sometimes it's not somebody else. It's not your kids in your class. It's not your children. It's not your spouse. It's not, sometimes it's just you and you have to get real with yourself and say, oh, I, I need a break from you. I need a, whatever this, this darkness is, it is sapping my, my, my joy it is sapping my happiness and I've got to let that go. And then you've got to go to the thing that gives you joy, that adds to your joy so that it makes it easier to break up with the funk in your well, head. I just love that because the number of times, like it would be just amazing to see a chart of like how many times have we heard people be upset because they're upset at that thing. They're upset at that person. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with the other person. And like, sure, it could be a challenge to you to the point that, again, I, to say it like over and over again, there's nothing wrong with being upset or being frustrated anxious worried about that thing about that person ultimately you just need to go take like, a bath <laughs> you, yeah you know <laughs> Sit like with yourself for a minute car crashes they happen and are you going to choose to just hone in on what just happened are you going to live in the past or are you going to think about like what can you do now and mm. that that's yeah, it, it is, you're right. Like, it's less traveled so often to think about pausing and how you want to respond. And we, you know, we, we screw it up all the time, but the more you can at least just step back to think, let me look at my own thoughts. And we meet so few people who say, you know, because it's a scary thing to do. You, know, you have to have a good relationship with someone to do it. Yeah. But someone who's willing to say, like, let me let me look at my thoughts. Let me look at what's spinning around in my head or what's scaring me because normally all of that stuff that reaction comes from fear uh -huh. right so when i was having my my funky mood it was because i i was afraid that what i want to bring forth to the world i can't i'm not successfully doing it so it just looks like bad mood and salty attitude Right. But the more I can articulate what it is that's really bothering me, then I can begin to move past it. And, and then this is like one of those really good instances where you kept saying I, I, I instead of saying it, it, it. Mm. Right. It, it, there's so much fish shaking in the world. There's so much. I mean, we, we live in, a, in the city and it's just thing honking all day long. Honking. Right. Like that. That's it. That is the world that we live in is a honking world. And, and people who honk, it's not about you. And whenever, whenever the ki people are honking, our kids will be like, why are they honking? And you'll say, because <laughs> they're unhappy people. <laughs> I'll say they're, they're just a lot of angry drivers. And if we make a mistake, we'll tell, we're honest with them. We'll tell them we made a mistake. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, and regardless of whether we made a mistake or someone's just really upset or we did make a mistake and they're upset still, 
it still comes down to the reality of like your life is and we had a great day the rest of that day after the car crash and it was like a pretty major thing to have happen yeah and you have we all have things that happen to us which are far less serious than car crashes and yet it'll ruin the rest of our day or it'll ruin half the day or ruin the next hour or ruin the next 10 two hours and it doesn't need to if you could just stop and, and, and look at the thoughts, look at the emotions that are happening in your head, accept them, because they're not, you're not trying to get rid of them, but it's the blue sky. You just have to look at those clouds until they decide to go away. And it's like, wait, that's weird. That's confusing. It is, but it's actually really simple, like in the concept. And sometimes the most powerful things are the most simple.